Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 39. Today, we're going to be talking about pinball. Is it a sport, a hobby, or a game? Okay, well, first of all, everyone here listening knows that without a doubt, playing pinball, playing pinball is a game. You're playing a game. It's a highly technical game. Um, with a lot of different ways to play it and thousands of different machines for it to be played on, but it is a game. So we can get that one out of the way immediately. Uh, I was most recently watching one of my favorite YouTube channels, which is called Good Mythical Morning. And if you haven't watched it, you should. And they were having a debate about whether certain things are hobbies or sports. And a couple things uh, that they mentioned is that a hobby must be something that everyone doesn't do. So for instance, you couldn't say, my hobby is breathing. Okay, no one would say that, that's crazy. But you can't say, I know the, 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 uh, the one that they use is that someone asked uh, one of the producers on the show what her hobby was, and she said her hobby was reading. She likes to read in her spare time as a hobby. But one of the hosts said, well, that can't be a hobby because everybody reads. So you can't say that's your hobby. However, her point, I think, was that she does it a heck of a lot more than everybody else. So a lot of other people in their spare time might go play an actual sport or a game or a video game or a pinball machine. But she, in particular, spends most of that extra leisure time reading. Of course, we all read. We all have to read to just, you have to read to know what, what to do at the stop sign. You have to read to know uh, whether or not, I don't know, but basically, you know, how to cook any food or, or anything. And, and to any of you out there who don't read or are listening to this, I apologize. Because something you can do if you don't know how to read is listen to my podcast. But that being said, most people out there would agree that most people read. And therefore, it's not really considered a hobby. Now, if you were to say, I read... A certain type of book I read tons of nonfiction that could be argued a hobby because lots of people don't read tons of nonfiction or I read tons of science fiction or I read or watch tons or a lot of a certain part of anything really right so the question of is it a hobby or is it a sport is simply a matter of knowing whether or not um, how, how, the, how the scoring is done really. So for instance, if it's something that's a, if let's say you just collect pinball, okay, you're a pinball collector, you don't play competitively whatsoever, then you would without a doubt be, it would be considered definitely a hobby as Without a doubt, no matter what, whenever whenever you're just collecting pinball, you might play competitively from time to time with friends, but you certainly wouldn't be playing very often, um, you know, in tournaments, and you wouldn't really be interested in knowing or understanding the scoring and that sort of thing. So um, I apologize there, I got a little bit distracted. We just had, it looks like a Christmas package come to the door. What do we get, honey? Headphones? In a box that big? Wow. 
We got Amazon delivered headphones for Christmas. Hopefully Hayden doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, we got headphones delivered, but they're like in a box that's like twice the size of a shoe box. Is that weird? Okay, I apologize for going off topic there, guys. Um, yeah, so I don't know what delivery company that was, but that was just a dude in a blue pickup truck dropping it off. I don't know if like FedEx or UPS are behind and they're just hiring dudes in pickup trucks, but whatever, it'll work. So, okay, going back to, is it a hobby? So certainly collecting pinball machines is a form of a hobby. Now, as soon as they said, as soon as um, scoring in, is involved, it's either or a game or a sport. Uh, one of the main differentials they said is that if it's something that you do yourself or can do yourself, it's most likely a game. If it's something that you need to have several people to compete against that you're live tracking the scores, it's a sport. So again, if you're just at home or even if you're at a bar, even if you don't own any pinball machines, you're not collecting as a hobby, when you're just playing the machine, it's a game. So right before league we're about to start or a big tournament, if you're playing, that is not a sport. You are not playing a sport, you are playing a game. However, here's where the gray area comes into battle. You wanna fight me about it, guys? You wanna fight me? Go ahead, let's fight about it. Add me to Facebook under Albert Agar or email me at pinballnerds at gmail.com. Uh, basically, if, if someone is live scoring and they're competitively playing, it could be considered a sport. Could be. I'm not going to say it is considered because then they went on to say, because you can't certainly play by yourself in a tournament because that would be silly. IFBA would not submit the results. And I mean, I suppose you could. I have played like dumb little games by myself and I, I use the term games. Um, I have played dumb little games where I thought, okay, I want to beat my high score within 10 tries or I want to get above a million within the next hour or that sort of thing. Now I went to Wikipedia because Wikipedia is more well-known than Good Mythical Morning for defining things, I'll say that. So Wikipedia tells us sport or sports includes all forms, all forms of competitive physical activity. I know what you're thinking, is there physical activity in pinball? Yes, there is. As mentioned in my last podcast, I was exhausted after three days straight of pinball especially after Sunday at Player One, where I played arguably, I don't know, 25, 30 games, not all full games, because sometimes the round would end and we had, like the, uh, whoever we were waiting for to finish, that group was finished, and then I, we had to, you know, just go over and start the next round rather than finishing the game. But yeah, after standing for, you know, six and a half hours, and then, after that, and I didn't even make it to finals, people in finals would have been more exhausted. People in A finals who probably had to play several games would have been even more exhausted. Um, and anyone who has played maybe not just a four or five game tournament, you're probably not very tired from that. Even though you are standing, it's not like a video game where you can sit there and barely move a muscle, especially the, the, the highest end of competitive phys, uh, pinball players. First of all, you're playing balls which are much longer. Second of all, you get in a multi-ball more often, which means that you're flipping more often. 
I understand it's not a calorie dense sport. Like you're not using, you're not like marathon running or something like that. Um, the biggest reason it may not be a sport is because the competitors are not directly conflicting with each other. And the other argument that was mentioned in Good Mythical Morning is that ask yourself this, do they wear a uniform when competing against each other? If so, it's probably a sport. If while competing against each other, they do not wear a uniform, it's most likely a game. So chess, for instance, is the perfect example of chess is 100% a game. If you collected several different types of chess tables or maybe made, you know, like uh, like the Shawshank Redemption, like you made those the little chess pieces one by one yourself, that could be a hobby. Uh, and also, you know, then you could play the game with it after. But even sitting down and playing with a friend, I would just say, is a game. Now, when you're playing head-to-head -head against someone else, and you're tracking the exact amount of time, and the winner's playing the winners, and the winners are playing the winners, and the winners are playing the winners, you're not wearing a uniform, but you are going head-to-head -head against each other. But I would not include that as a sport, because to me, uh, I mean... Geez, you can even play chess with sound recognition. You don't even need to actually physically touch something. You can have someone that moves them for you. That can't be done in pinball. You need someone, and I know some of you listening to this, if you're not huge into pinball, might disagree. But you actually physically need, like, for instance, on Dialed In, uh, New Jersey Jack game, uh, new newer game by them, anyways, I think it's the newest. Uh, second newest, Pirates of the Caribbean's out now. Um, you can actually play on your phone and anyone who plays on your phone knows that when you're playing on your phone it's so different um, because first of all you have almost no nudging yeah there's that button in the middle that <clears throat> causes you to do something instead of that you have almost no nudging you have it do doesn't matter how press hard you press the button on your screen it just does a full press of the flipper uh, which is totally, totally different than if, for those of you who play, and I'm not just talking about like when you, you flip the upper flipper while keeping the, the bottom one up, um, which is called, I totally forget, and I'm having a brain fright of it, but <clears throat> basically when you're doing something like this, like no one has ever, I don't think, ever got a sweat on unless they were wearing too much clothing or the temperature was too hot from just the actual motion of playing chess. Whereas I quite often, unfortunately, end up sweating through whatever I'm wearing by the end of like my second or third game of pinball, especially if you have just one good ball. And all pinballers will know to win a game of pinball, it just takes one good ball. And one good ball can be for decent pinballers, easily 10 minutes, 12 minutes, uh, really, really good players have played games in the hours. Um, I think I've even had a couple games with extra balls turned on, not in competition play, where I played really long in competition play, obviously the extra balls are turned off, but you can still have very, very long games in competition play. Uh, I remember playing a game of The Hobbit, I think in, um, would have been the TCPL or Topple Championships at Jim's house, so maybe a year and a half ago or so. Or Lord of the Rings, I'm not sure. One of the, it might have been even Lord of the Rings. I was playing one of those games. Wait, The Hobbit is Lord of the Rings? I'm so confused. 
I need, I, I don't know anything about those movies. I read the books when I was a kid, and then I fell asleep during the first movie, uh, and I never watched any of them again. But I'm sure lots of you fans are out there and will know. But I was playing this game, and it just seemed to go on and on and on. Like my first ball, I plunged away. I think I had two or three extra balls. I plunged those away. But I played and 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 never seemed to end. It wasn't the Jersey Jack one, so it must just be Lord of the Rings, I'm assuming. But anyways, some of these games can go on for a long time, and you do start to run out of breath. And after, a, not like a two or three hour tournament, but after an eight or nine hour tournament, or like when I played 60 games in one day at the CNE, when I had to do 20 games for qualifying in um, classics and 20 games for qualifying in mains, and then played another like 20 demo games because Deadpool was there, and a whole bunch of machines I'd never played, um, you're exhausted. And then quite often you've got to drive two or three hours to get there and back, you're exhausted. Are you tired like a sport? Not really. Not like you would be in most sports. However, I'm sure there's certain sports, like, I don't know, horseback riding, where they do that three-minute thing in the Olympics, and they're done. Now, I'm sure if they were to horse, ride a horse all day long, they would be really sore, but that little three minutes you see of competing, are they exhausted after that? Probably not. Um, I don't know, diving? You know, I think it's high, it takes a high amount of talent. I would say diving is... They certainly are wearing a uniform, i.e. the Speedo. Uh, but, yeah, in, in high diving... Are they ridiculously out of breath when they go to the water? Of course not. Now, do you need to be in really good peak physical form to be able to do those flips and spins in the air and land everything perfectly? Yes. Do you need to be in peak physical form to play pinball? Absolutely not. Anyone who saw or met me or even been to a group of pinballers, I was just, there's, you know, there's a wide range of our fitness levels. However, it is still a mixture of hand-eye coordination. So when we go back to Wikipedia here and we read, let's see what, see what check marks it is. Sport or sports includes all forms of competitive physical activity. Are we being competitive? Check. Anyone who's seen someone fly off the handle from losing a ball or losing by a tiny amount knows they're competitive. More so usually competitive against our own selves as opposed to someone else, but yes, it's competitive. Is it physical? Yes. Maybe not highly physical, but if you, well, I can tell you as someone who broke my arm about three months ago, I was in a great deal of pain and I could not play uh, pinball at all for a couple days. And even when I went to play after that, I could only play like my five or six games at Lopal. I didn't play any practice games. I didn't do any warm up. Um, I even missed some uh, pinball, Monday night pinball called The Office shortly after that. And, uh, you know, it's very hard to play. Physically, you need to be able to play. Like I said, for something like chess, you could not even have any arms whatsoever and you could easily play, um, you know, between using uh, voice recognition, that sort of thing. So is it competitive? Yes. Is it physical? Yes. Is it a game? Yes. Okay, now, can you play it through either casual or organized participation? Of course, you can play it through both. IFPA is kind of the main, you know, way to track uh, competition play. Um, but I'll just read this out in its long form here. So sports includes all forms of competitive, competitive physical activity or games which, through casual or organized participation, aim to use, maintain, or improve physical ability and skills while providing enjoyment 
to participants, and in some cases, entertainment for spectators. So we've, you know, we've all played it and we know that it's not that physical, but are you attempting to improve a physical ability? And because the physical ability of nudging the machine, the physical ability of plunging, the physical ability of, you know, when to hit the ball and how to cradle and how to do tip passes and how to do tap passes and how, how to, the physical ability to not flip when your brain's telling you to flip and do a dead flip across, right? Dead bounce it over to that other flipper so you can nail whatever thing you're trying to, whatever spinner you're trying to rip, whatever ramp you're trying to roar, whatever scoop you're trying to suck it up, buttercup, right? Whatever you're trying to do, that is a ability. That is a skill that you possess to be able to use timing, knowledge, and a great deal of mental capacity to do it. Now, we don't wear uniforms, so according to Good Mythical Morning, we would just be a game, hobby, or collection. But according to Wikipedia, it seems like we're hitting all of the check marks. To me, anyways. So like I said, if you disagree, feel free to get at me. Uh, and uh, if you are listening on Anchor, by the way, you can always click send me a message and it'll just use your phone's recorder. If you're listening on your phone, if not your laptop or iPad, it will it will record whatever you have to say and I can include that in a future episode. And uh, I would like to do that. So let me hear from you if you disagree. The only thing I guess we're really missing is uniforms and uh, I've been actually thinking about getting a uniform moving forward. I think this is a way that we can kind of give back to the sponsors. And we do, in a way, see many of the pinball players who work for um, pinball companies now, which many of the top competitive players do, they do wear a t-shirt or even a dress shirt or a golf shirt with the name of, uh, you know, the pinball company that they mostly support. And even if not, many of us, like at our the London Ontario Pinball League, uh, we have our own Lopal shirts. So many of us do wear a type of uniform. And ironically, just like sports, Many of us have our name, which in pinball we use our name as our initials, which is typically three letters. Um, I should do a whole story, a whole podcast with the story of my initials and they're changing. It's really not worth a whole podcast. Basically, I used to go as Ace all the time because my middle name is Adrian, so my initials were AAA. Well, as everybody knows, whenever someone doesn't care about a high score or something, or they're just in a hurry, or they don't think they'll ever return there, or they're not sure how to change the letters, not just on pinball machines, but especially arcade machines, Golden Tee, Galaga, Miss Pac-Man, whatever, you just go bam, bam, bam. Or if you just walk away, the game sometimes just pre-fills AAA, right? Like picks out as the top one. So I never wanted to put AAA into any arcades growing up because I would never know if it was me or not, because usually like seven of the top 10 plays are AAA. And it's kind of funny once or twice to go, yeah, look at how good I am. But at the same time, uh, I wanted to know when I had got a good score on Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk's Top Skater or on the Galaga downtown at Ace Arcade or something like that. So uh, what I started using is Ace because it started with A for Albert, like my name. And then, uh, and then the funny part is because I was always known as Ace when Ace and Gary's ambiguous, ambiguously gay duo came out uh, from Saturday Night Live, all of our friends, Graham and I, my my best friend at the time, we're pretty close to my best friend, still a good buddy of mine. Uh, Graham and I actually um, lived together 
And uh, thanks, Graham, for letting me live there. That was awesome. Uh, and during that period of time, our friends started calling us because they always call Graham Gary as a joke and me Ace. So they started calling us Ace and Gary, the ambiguously gay duo. Um, we happen to be fairly straight, or at least I can say for myself I am. And as far as far as I know, Graham, Graham is. Not that that would matter whatsoever, of course. But because our names were that, that's why they called us that. And the funny part was about the, the, the whole thing is that uh, I started using Ace when I started coming out to pinball. Because I had always done that. But then I found out later that Rick York, who had started playing pinball just a little before me there, had already chosen the initials Ace. So quite often when I would get there, uh, to say call the office or a Lopal event or whatever, if he was playing and he would do well, I'd see him put him in Ace. I'd say, hey, you can't use Ace, I use Ace. He said, no, I, w I had Ace first. So now, uh, and, and, and after I told him I wanted Ace on my shirt, I had already ordered the shirt. So all of our shirts going back to being sport, have um, our initials on them. So it's kind of, I mean, it has the name of our team, which is really Loppel. It has, you know, our name on it, kind of like a uniform, right? And I am seeing a lot more people using either like really cool Double Danger, uh, uh, like a really cool shirt from Double Danger um, or something like that to kind of put pinball stuff on. And I've actually been collecting patches for quite some time. Uh, I consider myself a, a little bit punk rock, but not really punk rock enough to have like the jean jacket with the patches. I can still consider myself a little bit hippie. So most of my jackets are just like the green kind of canvas jacket. I'm gonna pick one of those, or maybe Santa will bring me a double danger uh, jacket that I can start, or a really cool like um, thick shirt anyways that I can start putting patches on. And I want to start putting patches on from all my favorite pinball companies having to do with all my favorite pinball games. And that's kind of will be like a uniform that's, you know, you're able to support all of your favorite pinball expos, your favorite pinball tournaments with. Most of them either have a pin or a sticker or a, a something like that that you can, you know, use that way. So I'm sure most people will tell you that pinball is a game or a hobby or collecting. Um, I take it, I take it way more serious than I've ever taken any sport in my entire life. Uh, and that even includes triathlons and running, which I've completed last year. I think my, like my 127th event, um, I've done everything from, uh, you know, two and a half kilometer races up to full marathons, up to six hour endurance runs. And, um, I, I really do take pinball more seriously than I've ever taken any sport. And really, does it matter? Does it matter if we use the term sport or game? Not really, because anyways, e either way, we're all going to have fun playing it. We're all going to enjoy ourselves. And yeah, sometimes in competition, it can feel more like more serious than a hobby would feel or just a game. When people say, oh, it's just a game. Well, if you went to... Uh, Escher Lefkoff and Bo and Karen's playing in the finals of Pimberg and you said to them, ah, doesn't really matter how you do on this one here. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's just your third ball. Just for, for Escher to be the youngest person to ever win Pimberg, it's nothing. Um, right? Or like the Papa Championships or whatever, right? Like, so is it a game? For sure. Is it a hobby? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, maybe, 
maybe when you're not, uh, you know, if you're collecting them, I would say more so the games, or maybe if you just like to go to pinball museums and check them out, that's more of a hobby, right? But if you're playing pretty hardcore competitive pinball, I'm on the record as saying it just might be a sport. My hats off to you, pinballer, for uh, this episode will actually be Rick York. I haven't had him there before. Even though I stole Rick York's name and even got it printed, my initials, A-C-E, um, Rick, Rick was never upset about it. He jokingly said, hey, don't be using that one. And so I don't. So what I, you'll notice now I try to do is from time to time, if no one else has AAA, I'll use AAA. And if not, I'll use A space E. The reason I use A space E is because the C fell off my lobble shirt. So it only says A space E, the AE. So I will forever be known as, nah, I can change my initials anytime I want. But if you see AAA, it probably isn't me, but it just might be. If you see ACE, and you're in the southwestern Ontario region, or even, you know, GTA, it might be me, or Rick, or any fans of SNL from the 90s, or one of the other millions of people who called them that. If you happen to see A space E, it's probably me. Because I can't imagine too many people use that one. Alright guys, cheers, hats off to you Rick York. Thanks everybody for listening, I genuinely appreciate it. If you could like, share, uh, let friends, family members listen, let anyone else who loves pinball listen, that would be super awesome. And until next time, eat, sleep, breathe, pinball sport. <laughs>